right, we're back, packing it up, episode 12. Uh, we're coming at you on a Tuesday. Everybody knows the Packers result from Sunday. Uh, we postponed the recording of this podcast because it took Marcus two days to recover from this game. Uh, just made him absolutely sick to his stomach, and now we're back. Marcus, how you feeling? Didn't want to talk about it. Still really don't care to talk about it, to be honest with you. Didn't feel good. Don't feel good. It. Um... Mason Crosby, what's his name? Evan McPherson. Thought for sure that guy had a couple walk-offs already. Kev, in your sporting career, did you ever think you made a shot or scored a touchdown and not actually done it? <laughs> no. I mean, I've, I've seen some gifs out there of guys that have. Uh, but, yeah, just what a roller coaster of a game. Um, I think – I think you tweeted during the game that, you know, we needed a smoke and uh, I don't even smoke. Uh, if my parents are listening. I did not start smoking after this game, but uh, yeah, just what a wild one. I don't think I've, you know, I'm not that advanced in years, but I don't think I've seen an NFL game like this. Uh, just what a, I didn't even know good performance, bad performance. Like what are we calling it? Lucky yeah. I don't, even, I don't even think people that have watched football over 60 years have seen a game like that. I mean, honestly, Five missed field goals in the last, what, eight and a half minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it was combined. I mean, that was just absolutely bonkers. And you could say both ways, right? I mean, teams like, I think Rogers said it, teams just didn't want to win out there. But yeah, somehow they came away 25 22, kind of an odd score. Uh, but yeah, here we are, episode number 12, episode number Aaron Rodgers, episode number Lynn Dickey. Uh, here we are. Despite both teams not wanting to win the game, uh, we're excited that the Packers decided to claim victory. Uh, let's let's game recap here. Who's your star? Devondre Campbell. Absolute stud. Mentioned him before. But, you know, you even take the interception away. The guy is just – you compare him to Kirksey or even just guys we've had in the past few years, even guys like Blake Martinez and just any of our backers. And he is – I guess Rodgers put it really well, like – how did you get that guy when he was literally just pushed to the street? And he had started like he's pretty much started his entire career in Atlanta and Arizona and now Green Bay. Unbelievable. But let's not give Brian against any credit because he's not any good. So we don't want to do that. But yeah, what a find. I think it was called front office personnel. That's who we gave the credit to. Ah, uh, that's right. Not yeah. Correct. correct. I, don't, I don't think I don't think Goody fits into that. For my star of the game, I just hate going with obvious players, like, because you always want to, you know, you just know your stars are going to show up. But Devontae Adams, I mean, I don't know if there's a guy in the league that can cover him. I mean, I don't know. I even know how many catches he had. But, you know, he had set a career in yards again. I mean, I feel like we just did this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the guy just is just footwork is just impeccable. If you know a little bit of football, like, you can just appreciate him on so many levels. But it is just amazing to me whether it is the San Fran to, you know, this game where it's a late game situation. I mean, Devontae Adams just ends up in the middle of the field with nobody on him. And I, I just don't, you'd think teams would start to take that away, but uh, the guy is just amazing. Uh, I just give him a ton of credit for the amount of work he's put in and clearly the results show that. So he just, yeah. He just keeps, wow he just keeps wowing you. Yeah, it's just – it's constant. Like, it's just something – he just always seems to be open. Uh, there was an interesting question that was posed on Twitter. Uh, would you rather 
extend Devonte Adams or extend Elgin Jenkins. And I think from a team building standpoint, like you're probably going to go with Elgin Jenkins majority of the time. Cause you think you can find receivers, but I mean, Devonte Adams is special. Like, and then what he did Sunday, that just, it just raises that question even more. So I don't know, hopefully they can get it done. Nobody knows what's going to happen, but yeah, 17 was off the charts again on Sunday. Who was your good Kevin King, everyone. Kevin King, number 20, in case you Kev- guys forgot it. He plays corner for the K- Packers. K-King fan club. Yep. Kevin King uh, was basically playing with one arm out there, apparently. Uh, and was out there just wrapping guys up. Oddly enough, I feel like in the past we've talked about how poor the Packers are at tackling. I believe they're top six in the league in terms of tackling efficiency. Uh, this year. So just out on the perimeter, just those guys making plays. And and Kevin King was just, I'm not going to say he was everywhere, but all the timing plays that he needed to make, like he made them. He, you know, stuck his nose in there on that one. I think he got the wind, neck, wind knocked out of him. Uh, so it just, you know, shows he, I think that play just kind of showed that he knew that he needed to show up on Sunday and he just went out there and did it. So, yeah, Kevin King still plays corner for the Packers, and when he plays well, they're really, really good. A lot of haters out there, but it's funny. You know, he let – I mean, I would have to go back and look, but, I mean, it was maybe one or two receptions caught on him all game long. Like, I know he wasn't garden chase, but they still do have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd out there. Like, when he steps up, it's, it's a different deal. Uh, my good was Lucas Patrick, guy who's been sitting on the pine, but obviously has a lot of experience, comes in at center. Does a really good job. Not surprised there, but just goes to show the depth of that offensive line, which we've talked about before. So just it's honestly, you know, you talk about Devontae and, and how amazing he is, but it's honestly amazing that offensive line. It just hasn't mattered who's in there. I mean, yeah, is it collapsing a little bit more against Cincy? Sure. You know, is this Rodgers probably have to make a few more, you know, reads or does he have to get out of the pocket sooner? Sure. But like overall, unbelievable like they're just doing a hell of a job yeah I mean we don't we don't talk about depth enough and you wonder what separates these good teams good or great teams from the middle of the pack teams and then obviously the bad teams uh it's depth like when you have guys that get hurt you have you know something random you know comes up guy gets suspended or you know you name it like teams that have depth are usually the ones that survive and for the Packers I hate to say that we get all of our news from Twitter because we don't, but I feel like it comes up on Twitter every week. It's like, hey, why don't we trade one of these solid old linemen that we have for position X? You know, this is why you don't because guys get hurt and then you can still operate at a high level. Like Lucas Patrick has come in. Like you said, he's been riding the pine. Like, could we have traded Lucas Patrick for a better solid corner rather than signing some guys off the street which we'll talk about later uh yeah you probably could have but then your offensive line is not going to operate as well as it did on sunday so uh yeah good shout out lucas patrick well that's also why you can't go and trade for stephen gilmore and pay him the farm because you signed jalen smith jair goes down elton jenkins is down who knows who's next obviously it's happened every week where they're losing somebody key but yeah it's um again shout out to goody Shout out to Goody, front office personnel. What's, uh, uh, what's your bad? My bad is, I don't even want to talk about it again. We've talked about it every week. But the classic pass, pass, pass. I mean, there was no balance. 
that's another reason. I'm not going to get on that, but the the statistics average wise from the running back position with Aaron Jones, even Dylan was really solid. And for whatever reason, just wanted to pass, pass, pass. And once you get away from that balance, I mean, it's it's tough. Make gotta, it tougher gotta, on yourself. We got to come up with a buzzword that like. For everyone who just listens to the show, we can just say those buzzwords, buzzwords, and they know what we're talking about. So it's like we got to think of something. I don't know. We'll we'll come up we'll come up with something. We're creative enough. We'll we'll put the creative team on this. For bad, I'm gonna go end of half defense. You hear about the play at the end, and the explanation that I heard was that people on the field thought that they heard language that was in the Packers offense. So they decided to all of a sudden not rush and then it screwed up everybody else. And for me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Just do your job, do what you're supposed to do. And plays like that won't happen. Uh, you know, you talk about the previous week playing the Steelers, that field goal got blocked, whether he was offsides, whether he wasn't, I think there could be a case made for both. Uh, but just seems like a lack of, attention to detail when we get towards the end of the half or just similar situations. So, you know, and then I heard that, you know, somebody said that Darnell Savage doesn't track deep balls very well. Well, he's a defensive back, so we should probably get on that. But, you know, just that end of half situation, it just takes me back to Tampa Bay last year. And we've already talked about it. You know, whether it was a play call, whether it was a player, doesn't matter. I'm just sick of these things happening especially to our team, because it looks like we don't know what we're doing. Nothing bothers me worse than us not knowing what we're doing. It's a professional football team. Yeah, we got to swipe left on that because it's it's painful to talk about. Yeah, I don't know where the rush was. Obviously, there's a lot of confusion, which, again, like you said, very similar to Tampa Bay. Savage was right there. I don't know, maybe the sun was in his eyes. He just feel like he could have picked that off, but it is what it is. Fun part of the game for me is uh, Aaron Jones, guy's special, man. They don't give him enough touches, paid him the money. Um, but Tyler Dunn, who we'll give a shout out to in a little bit here, made a great point about how, you know, Miami could have really just opened the vault and paid him. You know, a team like that that had money and cap room and Green Bay got him on a pretty good deal to come back. And he, I don't know if they're, again, just saving him like they did last year where they kind of increased his carries a little bit as the, as the season went on. But, yeah, I mean, he just makes some explosive plays. And, again, I think kind of an underappreciated guy at times. I mean, fun? You want to talk about fun? How about your kicker missing a whole bunch of field goals and then making the game winner? How is that not fun? No, that's For me, that's, that was a fun part of the game. That's the that's the ugly section. Yeah, that is the ugly section. But I did have it uh, down as a fun piece. Like you know, Mason Crosby. Like you just you want to root for that guy. Like he's he's an all time Packer. It sucks to see him not have a success in the game. He had a similar one at home uh, against Detroit a couple years ago, and then he came back and he was just money the rest of the way. Uh, So I'm just happy that he got another chance. I mean, I felt like, you know, we said that all game, but, you know, in the end, uh, he got that chance and nailed it. And, you know, just a quick shout out on a fun section, Mercedes big dog Lewis with that huge tight end screen late in the fourth quarter. Fun to see that guy out there running and bowling people over. Yeah, the fun part I had with Aaron Jones, too, was telling Crosby that he loved him, trying to give him some confidence late, too. But, yeah, I definitely had lost all faith at that point. And, obviously, a lot of people did. I mean, LaFleur's obviously questioning him, like, are you going to be able to do this or not? Like, I mean, there was, wasn't just the people, you know, in the stands, the people at home. But, uh, I mean, at least at least LaFleur apologized in the post-game press conference to Packers fans about uh, having to watch that. So, I 
give the guy a lot of credit. He's a good man. Ugly. Red zone offense. Like, this is just complete night and day from last year. The Packers were just elite last year in the red zone. I believe it was called the gold zone last year. They were so good. And this year, you, know, you talk about the four-play sequence or the three-play sequence down in the red zone. I mean, it was great. Hey, they're starting to listen to this pod. They're handing the ball off to A.J. Dillon. But it's like, guys, you can't run the same play twice in a row and just get stuffed for one yard. It, it was just It was just a real poor display. Uh, in the red zone, you know, they just I would I should actually add the red zone defense because I believe the defense has allowed a touchdown every single time a team is in the red zone this year. I think teams are 13 for 13. Is that correct or is it 12? I block bad things out. I think it's 13 for 13 after Sunday. Okay. 13 for 13, allowing teams in the red zone to score. And then on the up on the opposite end, you know, on offense, they just they just seem to be really conservative or not play to their strengths or I'm not sure what it is, but the, just the sequencing of plays just doesn't make sense. You know, like I said, it was great that they got the ball to AJ Dillon. Okay. They ran, you know, a run play and it was poorly executed, but then they ran the same play again. And it, it just, I'm all for giving AJ Dillon the ball. I think it's great, but just didn't make any sense to me. What do you think uh, this next week here with Chicago? Um, well, obviously the bears come in, uh, you know, two wins in a row, you know, I get it. One's against the lions, but you know, the lions have, you know, battled some teams. Um, and then they have a win over the Raiders. Those are their two wins in a row. I never thought the Raiders were that for real as a team. Uh, I think that, you know, they had some luck in winning games, which I know it takes. Uh, and they had some ridiculous performances from some guys, but, uh, the bears went out and beat those two teams in a row. Uh, and they also beat the Bengals this year by a field goal. Uh, I think the thing, um, you know, for the Bears is, you know, just if their defense is going to show up, uh, that's obviously the strength of their team. You know, they're still trying to figure out the offense with Justin Fields at quarterback now. But, you know, like I already mentioned, their three wins, you know, against the Lions, they won by 10. The Raiders this past Sunday, they held them to nine points. Uh, and the Bengals earlier in the year, they won by three, 20 to 17. The Lions, they beat 24 to 14. So in all those games, the defense is holding their own. Their two losses, they played against the Browns and Rams. They couldn't do anything on offense. I think they scored six against the Browns, lost 26 to six. And then against the Rams, they got blown out 36 to 14. And so, you know, if you start on them fast and then allow their offense to have to play catch up, feels this isn't ready for that. So I'm just interested. It's always a fight. It's always a dog fight against the Bears. But I feel like the Packers have been pretty successful against them. But I'm just worried that, you know, their defense is playing solid as of late. Yeah, I think that's a good synopsis. And it'll be interesting to see how uh, Justin Fields performs. We've had uh, a really poor performance and a pretty solid one. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Green Bay's defense is going to do against them and obviously see where the health standpoint is going to be at in the next few days here as well. Yeah, health standpoint. So the Packers obviously made some moves in the defensive backfield. Like they signed Rasul Douglas. And then uh, as of today, uh, they signed Quinton Dunbar, who's a seven-year vet, who was with the Seahawks, you know, had some issues, and then they released him. So, uh, you know, I think those are kind of telltale signs that, you know, maybe the position is struggling a little bit more than they want to let on. Um but just from an injury standpoint, I mean, it's, it's just incredible that the Packers are four and one. Obviously, there was a lot of things that could have gone differently on Sunday against the Bengals. 
but we're in a pretty great situation to be four and one, uh, considering all the injuries, you know, just goes to depth, just goes to, you know, our, our studs playing like studs and just our defense being just solid enough. I got a little plug here for uh, Tyler Dung at Go Long TD. I've been subscribing there. I recommend people to go subscribe. There's uh, articles on uh, a bunch of different NFL players, but specifically really focuses on the Bills and the Packers. He's got Bob McGinn, a former Journal Sentinel writer who writes for them. Tyler used to write for the Journal Sentinel as well. Um, they have an Isaiah McKenzie show who's with the Bills. Um, a lot of great articles on Don Mikowski, Brett Favre of MVS, A.J. Dillon, and uh, a few other Packers. So really great read and great podcast as well that I'll share in kind of the notes and things like that. So um, anything else you got as this week comes up? No, if you're looking for Packers news, come here first. So that's the biggest thing. Then you can go to Tyler Down after. That's true. Go to us first, okay? (laughs) I don't got anything. Um, I won't start smoking again until after next Sunday's game. Sounds good, man. We'll drop it on that.